0: And we seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing Assad's book, we're on page 73. Thinking about agency. All right, who wants to read? Okay. Do you want me to read? I'll
1: read. Read. Think, thinking about agency. Assuming that agency need not be conceptualized in terms of individual self-empowerment and resistance, or of utopian history, how should it be understood? Okay. So, so...
0: Here's how agency often is described. Like he says, individual self-empowerment, right? The ability to, to, to determine yourself. And then he added in those previous sections that a big part of how modern contemporary thinkers think of agency, they think of it as resistance against power, right? Remember, and then we even talk about sickness as the body resisting against, you know, like the bacteria, uh, the power of bacteria. Right, and then we got into that whole idea of the norm, Having you know, defining something as normal, which is basically uh, a way of being utopian.
1: Okay, uh, let's continue. One might begin by looking at usages of the term, or what are taken to be its equivalents in different historical contexts. This, this would indicate not merely that agency is not a natural category, but that the successive uses of this concept, their different grammars, have opened up or closed very different possibilities for acting and being. The secular, with its focus on empowerment and history-making, is merely one of those possibilities. I am unable to attempt a history of the concept of agency here, but I I begin with some brief comments on the contemporary usage. Okay, so basically we're trying
0: trying to think about how should we imagine and understand this idea of agency.
1: Okay. Agency today serves primarily to define a completed personal action from within an indefinite network of causality by attributing to an actor responsibility to power.
0: Okay, try to translate that into simple language. What did she say? Reread sentence. Yeah, exactly, reread. So agency today, and so meaning how we today understand this idea of agency, serves primarily to define, uh, number one, a completed personal action from within an indefinite network of causality by attributing to an actor responsibility to power.
2: So there's a responsibility on, like, this system for, uh... System? For, um... How about, like, uh... Oh, you make your decisions based on, like, whatever system you're in. So the system has to be fair in order for you to fully exercise your agency.
0: Okay, I'd say uh, even a little bit simpler than that. Um, One of the key words here is that you have an actor, okay? And you have the issue of causality. And so you have this universe of cause and effect. And so agency is when you are exerting cause, Mm -hmm. right? Um, that is not necessarily, you know, the result of an effect, right? So if I say there's no God, there's no uh, unseen, then however the universe began, Big Bang or whatever, then everything since then has just been cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, all the way until whatever. Which means not only are you and I all just cause and effect, every single thing I say and do is part of the process of cause and effect, and wherever it goes from there. And so agency is when I make a, uh, a choice, you know? meaning uh, at this moment I could choose to look this way, I could look that way. And when I pick one consciously, that's agency. You know? because now I have made my own choice that I'm going to go left rather than right. Now, it'll still be within a system, though. Right? Meaning you're not going to have the agency to get out of your system. It would be like saying, you know, I want to be born 35 years from now. Right? There's some things that are beyond uh, your control. Okay, but let's see what it means practically.
1: Paradigmatically, this means forcing a person to be accountable, to answer to a judge in a court of law why things were done done or left undone. Okay, so now this
0: goes back to the point you're making about, about to power. So part of the issue of agency in a secular society is... That you are responding to uh, power, you are preserving power when it's good or beneficial, you're opposing power when it's bad. Which basically means that, uh, you know, practically speaking, in a secular society, this, is, this gets questioned and asked in court. Okay. Why did you do this? What was the motive? Okay. See what we're saying? And so when we're speaking about uh, agency from a general theoretical religious perspective, the question is, do I have free will? When we're speaking of agency from a dunya perspective, so we're saying, um, you know, leave God out of the picture, you're making a set of choices. Are you helping society or are you not helping society? And that that plays out in court. And here, um, I mean, it seems like he's talking about just the actual legal court, which would be the bedrock. Then we obviously also have the court of public opinion, you know, which tends to be very, very powerful. Yeah. But the, court, uh, the, the judicial system is there to
1: keep order. So. In that sense, agency is built on the idea of blame and pain. Ah, think about that. So that's basically what it comes down to. That's what the court system is.
0: Right? It's blame and pain. Yeah.
1: A world of apparent accidents is rendered into a world of essences by attributing to a person moral-slash-legal responsibility on whose basis guilt and innocence, and therefore punishment or exoneration are determined. How did such a model of agency become paradigmatic? After all, human beings do, think, and feel all sorts of disparate things. What is it that brings all of them together? At least as, as, at least as far back as John Locke, person was theorized as a forensic term that called for the integration of a single subject with a continuous consciousness in a single body. Okay,
0: so, looking from the outside in, this seems like, these seem like, un, like uh, irrelevant abstract questions. What is a person? But this has been a major question in the entire history of Western thought in the last 300 years. Because uh, we're asking, what brings people together to make a society? And by definition, that's saying, what is a society? To figure out what is a society, we say it's a, it's a group of people. Then what does that make someone a person? Right? Because in American society, what else is a person that is not a human being?
2: A corporation.
0: A corporation is also a person. Okay and and so then the question becomes all right then how does a corporation fit with these human being things and then the futurists like the Elon Musk types will then say okay well what about a post human future you know when you might have a person i mean for lack of a better term like a Darth Vader type person but a person for whom part of their brain might have an attached computer system all right i mean that's part of the vision of a lot of these people
1: someone who uploads themselves into a cloud.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly those
2: are just
0: an AI, like a machine. Yes, yeah. But the point is that in this period of the Enlightenment, they're trying to figure out all of these big questions, and you you had to start with all these very, very, very abstract questions about things that seem to be basic, like what is a person? What aspect of you is you? How would you answer that question? What part of you is you? Meaning, if you remove it, you are no longer you.
1: Faith, religious faith, faith people would say their soul probably. Yeah, your soul. yeah, so how do you remove your soul? You die. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just, right, we're
0: just <laughs> saying your soul goes away, right? Yeah. You know. So what part of you is
1: you? Wait, wait, what would you just say before You're you say? Sh- I your don't soul mean, do- goes away? Okay,
0: so like I mean, like from the religious perspective your soul's gonna it goes away, but you don't see it happening. Mhm. You're you know, someone told you, okay, when you die your soul goes away. hmm But you, you know, know. That's but a,
1: that's a thing that has to be experienced, I guess. So you can't really. You how how do you experience losing your it.
0: soul? You can't. You,
2: know, yeah. you will. Well, you just can't tell yeah. anyone.
0: That's like uh um uh, I just who was it? It might have been Murphy or someone else, which I like saying because oh, you guys are like <laughs> no. But um. We, we, I. I when know, when, know, when 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 Christian when um uh, Christopher Hitchens died. So outspoken atheist. He <laughs> Murphy, died. Yeah, he died like three years ago. No, no, no. He it's died like he died like eight I, years ago.
2: Yeah. He was like I mean the God is not great, that guy? Yeah. Wait, I'm reading his book. I didn't know he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. It Throw away the book. More, no. Does it seem more profound that he's it's dead? It's been eight that? years now. Oh, my that God. That sucks. It's... I used to read his columns maybe,
1: on maybe sometimes. Maybe seven years,
0: you know. Uh, Christopher Hitchens. He used to write for it sometimes. <laughs>
1: he's a syndicated <laughs> columnist. Oh, really? Like okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: But, um... What? So, so, like, Murphy tweeted something like, you know, Christopher Hitchens did not believe in God, but he does now. <laughs> oh, what a douche. <laughs> are, you, are you guys part of that, um... That that uh, Facebook uh, group. Somebody added me. The Halal meme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, I love that. Yeah. I go to that, like, all day long. It's hilarious. Right? Yeah, but they had one like this. What was it? I got one approved. Oh, really? I don't yeah, know. I
1: deleted it because it was pretty bad. <laughs> we're, we're snobs. I don't... I don't... I, I, I looked down on that group for the extreme prejudice. Want. Oh, dude.
0: I, I go to that, like... 20 times a day
1: I think it gives you <laughs> we, we, we destroy anyone in our chat groups who yeah. shares memes from that group oh like, dude he's, I, I he's sent he's them to terrible. my daughters I sent them all over the place <laughs> yeah. yeah I think
0: they're good yeah I think they're hilarious you know. but there, there was one about man I can't remember what it is I'll have to find it but a guy who doesn't oh wait 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 um, probably not. it was a photo of like some astronauts and there was a sign that says something like you know like we don't see God up here or something and then, then someone comments, "You will when your air runs out," or something like that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. you know that's an interesting question about like personhood in the body. Because I was watching, mm-hmm. uh, I was on Facebook like there's some Italian surgeon who wants to do like a full head transplant. Yeah. And oh yeah, I saw that. You yeah. saw that. It's a pretty cool concept, and I was like, you know, uh, spiritually or whatever. Like, like what would someone say? Like, who is that guy? Yeah. Because that's a totally different body. So imagine if
0: you two had a head transplant with each other. That's weird. <laughs> I don't so which one of you would be Omar and which one of you would be Adnan? This goes
1: back to that ship question. Or okay. the thing from well, yesterday. The philosophical but now thing.
0: we're talking about someone who has a consciousness and an identity.
1: Well, okay. if the brain will transfer his consciousness, then I'd say Omer, it's Omer, in you know, another body. Okay, meaning wherever the brain is, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay, the so mind then... is. Sorry? Wherever the, the mind, mind is. Okay, so... But, but the if the mind, the mind
0: is a product of the brain, okay? yeah. then what if the brain is in a jar connected to a whole bunch of electrodes to uh, a body? And let's say it's wireless, yeah. you know, so they got Wi-Fi and everything. So, where is that person? Right. Is that person in the jar? Or is that person... You know the body that's that's moving around, controlled by that brain.
1: But who? What's to say they have to be in one thing, one container?
0: That's the question. The question is, what is a person? And so related to that would be, you know, does a person have to be one space? So that's uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Little Buddha? This is like
2: or Voldemort and his Horcruxes. Yeah, I
0: don't really like explain what the Horcruxes are.
2: So basically, yeah, he splits his soul and oh really? That's what it is. Let's say there's like eight items, like my phone that book yeah parts of his soul like one of his like part part of his soul is in that book so i guess like so every time he dies you have to kill him eight times yeah he, he oh Back because he's got he split parts his of his soul
1: yeah. are oh, different okay. things like, so his, like regenerates. He, so they have to destroy each <laughs> all of those things okay but otherwise he'll come back yeah like, they'll just keep coming back yeah some like some form of him will be in reality But I mean yeah. if that, that book is pretty pretty imaginative it is amazing, but like he couldn't yeah. take over like Sorry,
2: I'm saying like for this evil dark lord, he could barely take over eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that's that would have been a meme. You know. <laughs> that is a meme. All that's right. It but but so so little Buddha uh, is you know it's a movie that goes back and forth. Um, part of it is is you know it's, it's a, a story unique. of of the Buddha. Right. I'm sorry. It's an old movie. It's like 1992, maybe. The little Buddha. Yeah, uh, part of it. Part of it is the story of the Buddha himself. Right? Mm. And part of it is this kid, this white kid, like in America or England or something, who has some issues, that leads the family on this whole journey, like overseas, uh, to the question of is he the reincarnation of the Buddha? Oh, man. Right? Is the kid yes. the reincarnation? Yeah. The white kid yeah exactly and yeah, I like your look of skepticism and you're like not possible no the no. white
1: child is not the reason <laughs> <laughs> okay. is like, isn't that how they cho- chose uh, isn't that how they choose the Dalai Lamas?
0: well so the Dalai Lama has the, like the the child that is believed to be the Dalai Lama has to pass a test of. they have all know, the old stuff right yeah. oh they have and,
2: like a, a whole
1: thing. like
0: you know and, and they'll they'll set up like you know um, here's like 13 things which one's yours from previous Dalai Lama. Yeah. Previous Dalai Lama, previous, 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 all the way going back to the Buddha. right? The end, giving away the ending, but it's like the last five minutes, and doesn't really affect the rest of the movie, is that the Buddha got reincarnated in like three kids. Right. And so that goes back to the question, why is it necessary one space? Yeah. yeah. Uh. But these are all these big questions that uh, they're trying to explore, or particular people in this era were trying to explore in their determination of how to have an ideal society. I mean, a way to think about this, just about every philosophy book you read, uh, and every literature book you read, is basically telling you, here's how the world works. And assumed in there, it's telling you, you know, what's the best way to live, right? Some books will call prescriptive, they're saying, do this, you know, to live the best way. But if I'm reading Harry Potter, built into that is the idea of how the world works, yeah. right? Uh, which is not just the world of Harry Potter, but Harry Potter as a book written in this era. See what I'm saying? That it's, you're also a character.
1: Like a, as a larger allegory, maybe? Yeah,
0: exactly. What is and allegory Allegory is like, you, uh, translate allegory, how would you do that? Because so, we are just talking about allegory damn. here. <laughs>
1: damn, Got <yes>. him. Um, <laughs> so, like, allegory is like a story... Or, yeah. you know well, What is the difference we said between a symbol and allegory? Oh man. A symbol isn't um, it's like presby- a, it's presby-
0: a
2: presby- thing presby- that, that has meaning. A, a symbol
0: is a thing. Yeah. That has meaning beyond whatever it is physically, right? And an allegory is a story. Yeah. That has its own story, but that story has meaning. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, like the alchemist.
0: Maybe, yeah, I haven't read it, but yeah. That, oh, I'm really? guessing The Alchemist is probably like that. Yeah. No, you
2: have to read that. <laughs> and overrated. it's the easiest book to read. No, it's not. <laughs> so it's right it. It. I it I not overrated. It is not Okay,
0: I'll go through it and show it. It has it's stupid. Yeah. It doesn't, man. <laughs> in, right in any case, the point I'm making is that every, every single book is giving you a stance on how the world works. And it's giving you a stance on how the world, you should make the world work. Right? And a lot of times it's something usually very basic like good versus evil or something like that. But um, the point is that in the Enlightenment period, um, the books that were... Do- so the difference between the pre-Enlightenment periods is the pre-Enlightenment periods it was always connected to religion. So it's always a work of art or a book or whatever um, that is somehow built into religion or deriving itself from religion and saying, here's how it should work. So it's basically saying it's a Christian outlook or a Muslim outlook, the Enlightenment period is saying, okay, scrap um, religion and say the Bible's written by a person, just like Aristotle's books are written by a person, just like Shakespeare's books are written by a person, and so now let's reconstruct why, the whole thing.
2: Is that why, and I'm sure we talked about this yeah. before, but that's why you can have people who are like, oh, um, you know, they're like, oh, I'll, I like all these traditions, and I'm going to sort of take from all of them, and mm-hmm. like, and not not to say you can't impart like you can't take wisdom from other mm-hmm. traditions and study and learn that. Yeah, like so life. we were
0: just talking about it a little a moment ago. Yeah, but, but like, you know, learning like, these techniques from others, yeah.
2: Yeah, but like somebody who'll say like, Oh, I'm gonna keep a picture of like the Last Supper in my house Yeah. and then I'll put a Qur'an yeah. you know, on the bookshelf and yeah. like it's really gonna like do is like part of that's also dismissing both traditions. Potentially. Right. But like like I, my point being like for a Muslim, like I can appreciate a picture of the Last Supper, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, and it has meaning behind it. But for like a Christian, mm-hmm. that's going to be a much more, that's like a very real thing.
0: Or a different thing. Yeah. Right? So uh, almost exactly the same example of that is when I'm watching The Passion of the Christ, okay, I'm imagining Prophet Isa, Salam, Right? Even though some parts of the story, you know, we, we may not uh, follow, but of that movie, it's a tiny amount of it. Right? And so I'm looking at that as a depiction of Isa or the Noah movie that came out, or the Moses movie came out, peace be upon them all. I'm looking at them as prophets. But yeah, when a Christian is looking at the passion of the Christ, especially a Catholic is looking at the passion of the Christ, it's a different meaning. We might say for that person it's more real, but why is that more real than my thing? See what I'm saying? Here, let me put it to you this way. Okay. In, in the debate about, about Palestine, Okay. Uh, we will say that Aqsa is a third most important mosque. Okay? And then someone who says the Temple Mount should be uh, reopened will say, well, for us, it's the number one most important. So, why don't you guys let go of that? Okay? Because it's number one for us. Yeah. But then I would say, yeah, this is number three for us and it's still higher than what number one is for you. All right? That's, I mean, that's that, that would be the argument. Right. You know? And it's just like, I mean, it's literally, it's, I'm taking this from an ayah, where basically it says that, you know, that the belief. So, so you have these, these uh, non-believers who are taking their idols, and I'm not calling these, these yeah. temples or Muslims idols or anything, but it's, then it says that the believers are more extreme, they love these idols, as they should love Allah, but the believers are more extreme in their love for Allah than they are for their gods. Right? You know? I don't know, understand these. these was just
1: touched by the eye. Just that's yeah. Yeah,
0: so, but but this is the point, right? So yeah. this is, I'm addressing the point about, is the experience of the story of Isa al more real for, for a Catholic than it is, for a I, devout Catholic than it is for a devout Muslim? We would probably think it's more real for the devout Catholic.
2: I guess by real, <laughs> yeah. I meant like it's, uh, yeah. like to go back to the word like sacred, yeah. it has a spiritual meaning to yeah, it.
0: Yeah, and right? I'm saying, is it more... For that person, than this is for me. Or hypothetical Muslim. That story. I, it,
2: but that's, that's not answerable.
0: Yeah, it's not answerable. But the key point I'm making is the fact that it's not answerable. That we can't just assume that, okay. Mm. Because Jesus, a.s. is the center of the story. You know, for you know, this hypothetical Catholic. Okay, um, It doesn't mean that he's more central uh, to this hypothetical Catholic than he actually is to this hypothetical Muslim. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say, if we got into contemporary Chicago, it'd probably be correct to say, you know, it'd be more correct. You know, sometimes even Muslims fall into the trap of, like, Muhammad versus Jesus sometimes, peace be upon him. But we're saying, no, as much as Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is my prophet, so is Isa, salam. You, know? you can't, I mean, if you take away Isa, Islam you're taking away Prophet Muhammad then too, right? But see the point. The point I make yeah. is it's not answerable. Yeah. You think it's more for these people versus yeah. those people? Yeah. I guess
2: it wasn't even like, like if we removed it from an Abrahamic tradition and used like the Buddha, uh-huh. right? Or, oh, I've Or like, okay, a, or like the, the Hindu it. traditions, right? Like, uh-huh. I'm saying.
1: Someone has an like, idol of a Hindu god. Yeah, so, was, but what's the point? under that point.
2: I guess I'm saying like it's like a. It's like the people who practice those faiths take them very as a very serious entity. And not uh-huh. something just to be like casually experienced.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, so okay, so let's. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, suppose you have uh, a statue of Ganesh. Yeah. Okay? And the meaning of the statue of Ganesh for a Hindu versus the meaning of the statue of Ganesh for a Muslim. Yeah. The Hindu will definitely take... Generally speaking, I mean, I can't speak about many of the Muslims that are in the subcontinent, but yeah. generally speaking, the the Hindu will take that physical structure as something far more sacred than a Muslim will take that exact same structure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That I, that, I would agree with. That's sort of yeah.
2: what I'm saying. Is like, huh? I feel like sometimes because of like the the secular mindset, there's a cheapening of like uh-huh. everyone's tradition, right? <laughs> as like it's so like. Because Ab- kids are kids, everyone stars. seems as yeah. like it in the same yeah. melting pot, right? Like okay. oh, like it's all the same, whereas they're very distinct uh-huh. traditions with very different meaning.
0: yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a point that I make to to challenge students with, um, like in class, like you know when students will say you know all the religions more or less teach the same thing, right. right? Then I'll say that would be like saying every novel tells you the same story, right? Which means Romeo and Juliet is basically just the same story as Harry Potter. Yeah, maybe in a very, 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 very simplistic sense, right? But no, they're two completely different stories. And religions are much, much, much bigger, right? Um, and so it's uh, it's almost uh, immature as a dismissive statement to say all religions and morals just teach the same thing. I go so far as to say, and maybe we discussed it in your class way back then, um, where I'll even suggest for consideration that, uh, you know, some people say, well, they're all going at least to the same direction, same destination. And I'll say, no. That which is paradise in the Bible is not necessarily that which is paradise in the Quran. It may be, it may be exactly 100% the same, but it may be 0% the same. Right? Meaning, yeah, maybe the same words are being used, but is, heaven, is Jannah the same as eternal life Jannah in the Quran, is that the same as eternal life in the Bible, which is the same as nirvana in, in Hindu scriptures? Okay. One person might say, yes, maybe they are. Or maybe they're not. Okay. And that's part of the,
1: all this discussion. Okay, continue. Uh, the development of property law in a nascent capitalism was important to this conception, but equally important was the way attributing an essence to him helped the human subject to become an object of social discipline. Okay, so, so try to translate this sentence. E- equally important was the way attributing
0: an essence to him helped the human subject become an well, object. I think we skipped a sentence. Oh, so no. we did.
2: That we, re- we talked about John Locke.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah we for, did, yeah. Because that's what we were talking about, uh, oh, the idea of a person. Okay, okay sorry. Okay, so try to translate this this last sentence. The
2: development of property
0: law. Mm-hmm. So, development of property law in capital is important to his conception. Let's get to that in a second. Look at that last sentence. Yeah, Equally important was the way attributing, in essence, to him, helped the human subject become an object of social discipline. right. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Is it because, is an essence, like, um, sort of unalienable essence to a person, that makes them, like, especially in a, in a social order, that makes them sort of, you know, they sh- it's something they share with everyone else? Or it gives, okay.
2: it gives that a person agency, so, so that it gives them responsibility. So the
0: first part of what you're saying, okay? So uh, 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 a moment ago you said, you know, why does it have to be one? Yeah. Okay? But if we then decide that... A person is a thing that is an identifiable thing. Mm-hmm. Like that is Fahad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Fahad's like, what are you pointing to? Right? right. So that is Fahad, right? Now we have something to point to. Okay? Uh. And so then, thus Fahad, we can apply rules to Fahad because now we have a thing that's tangible.
1: Yeah, right? now our definition says Fahad isn't in three bodies at once. This is Fahad. This is Fahad. Nothing
0: else is Fahad. Oh, okay. Right? Now, then, from there, you then can get into things like property, you can get into law. That's what we're talking about here in terms of social discipline, right? And then that gets into, you know, the development of property law, which is that, okay, who owns this plot of land? Does God own this plot of land, and we're just using it? Uh, Does the state own this plot of land, and it's letting you use it, or do you own this plot of land? So in rudimentary capitalism, it's a shift. Instead of saying God owns this land, you own this land. Or the king owns the land. Meaning, so so then it's even shifting from the king, because often the king was given legitimacy by 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 the religious source. Yeah, and so so this is how the secular society is developing. Saying okay, you are this identifiable thing, okay, and you are the owner of this identifiable thing. And then we have to figure out rules, because what if I come along and say, no, I own it too? Right? And that's where you get law.
1: Moderns tend to think of responsibility for something as being founded on a relation between an act and the law that defines the penalty attaching to its performance or non-performance. Intention, in the, case, uh, in the sense of being a subjective cause, may have nothing to do with the matter, as when someone sustains an injury on another's property because of an accident. Agents need not necessarily coincide with individual biological bodies and the consciousness that is set to go with them. Corporations are both liable under the law and have power to carry out particular tasks. But the pro- projects of a corporation are distinguished from the intentions of the individuals who work for it and act in its name. Because corporations never die, they can be described as agents, but not as having subjectivity." Okay. So, as we were discussing, in American society, a corporation is a person.
0: Meaning, a corporation has, as American society, American law has determined that a corporation has agency. Um, Yet, it is still different than a human being. Like, everyone will say, well, yeah, obviously. But, no, we're saying, in terms of how a society operates, we've determined that a corporation is a person that is bound by laws. That is composed of persons that are bound by laws, but a corporation doesn't have this subjectivity, meaning a corporation doesn't have a view on the world. The people who work for the corporation each might have their own views in the world. And so this is where it starts getting, getting uh, complicated. And there's one other point that I was making here. Oh, so thus it's basically saying an agent does not necessarily uh, be this, is not necessarily the same thing as a biological body, mm. right Because a corporation is an agent that has no biological body. And again, why is this important? Because when we're talking about secularism, we're revamping the entire way we look at the whole world. Which means, primarily, we're revamping how we look at society, which then requires us to revamp how we look at a person.
1: Yeah. Agency has also has the meaning of representation. In this sense... The actions of an agent are taken to be the actions of the principal whom the agent represents. The concept of representation, central to this meaning of agency, has been the subject of long-standing debate in Western political theory. Are elected representatives finally responsible to themselves, agents in their own right, or to their constituents as their agents? Whose wishes should they enact in the representative assembly? There does not seem to be a decisive answer. The idea of representation underlying agency is rooted in a paradox that who or what is represented is both absent and present at the same time. Represented. The theatrical representation, where the actor's body makes present someone who is absent, exemplifies in a different way the same paradox. Okay,
0: so another way of saying paradox is contradiction here. right? Like, how do we make this work if we're going to say a corporation is a person, then we can't complain that corporations have all this lobbying power. Because the corporation is a person, you're a person, so the corporation has more money, sorry. They have more lobbying power. But then, someone will say, well, obviously then that's not fair. That puts the balance in favor of Monsanto, as opposed to Mom and Pop Shop. That's how the system is working. And, And so he's basically pointing out the issue of agency, that it Often results in this whole issue of paradox. I'm trying to think of another example that can do something like this. Um, I'll think of it Okay.
1: Even when it refers to leaving undone what ought to have been done, the responsibility of individuals refers to an action in opposition to a passion. That is the reasoning behind the legal doctrine that crimes of passion are less culpable than calculated crimes, since in them the agent's capacity for reason, and therefore in the Kantian sense for moral judgment, is diminished by the intrusion of an external force. Okay, so what's the point being mentioned here between a crime of passion
0: versus a calculated crime?
2: You sort of lose your agency a little bit. In, in the which one? In of the passion.
0: passion. Yeah. yeah. So the idea being that all right, if you lost control, lost your temper, okay, and you're no longer in control, that is different than and, and then you hurt somebody, that is different than someone who goes through step one, two, three to do that exact same pain to that someone, right? And so we're saying that the one who went through a calculated process in this outlook is the one who has agency.
2: Is that something that's always been, like, is that something that's part of our tradition or that's been, because, pre- like, that seems so natural to me as, as a way of operating.
0: But. So, in, in the, you know, like we say, actions are judged by intentions, and so that is on the day of judgment, um, and, but in law, in our tradition, intentions are judged by actions, okay, meaning what are the steps that you've gone through, and then that can help us decide what was your intention, mm-hmm. so instead of using intention, we we'll use the word motive. Right, and that way, I think it's very similar. Okay.
1: Like the act of an insane person, a crime of passion is not considered to be the consequence of an agent's own intention. Now that emotions are generally thought of as part of the in- internal economy of the self, the notion is reinforced that agency means the self-ownership of the individual to whom external power always signifies a potential threat. Okay, what about the last sentence? Now that emotions are generally thought of as part of the
0: internal economy of the self... love that preach. <laughs> school cool term, yeah. The notion is reinforced that agency means self-ownership of the individual to whom external power always signifies potential threat. I think the second part of this is easier to understand. Okay. Agency means self-ownership of the individual. Okay. Um, to whom external power is always a significant potential threat. That's... So, yeah. so we're basically saying, if you have agency, okay, if you have the ability to make choices, um, there's going to be things outside of you that are going to try to influence your choice. Okay?
2: Mm.
0: It could be another person. It could be uh, a military that is trying to influence your choice. Marketing is the biggest one for that affects us, that's trying to affect your choice. So that is the threat against you making a full choice, un- uh, influenced. Mm. Yeah. That's the external power that's always a significant that always signifies a oh, no, no, no. potential okay. threat. Okay. Yeah. And so now that emotions are generally thought of as part of the internal economy of the self, so you have emotions and so in that in that whole operating system inside of you, um, someone can use that. If we're saying
2: use your emotions
0: uh, like against you in a way. Yeah. Or to make you... To, make,
1: to take your agency away. Yeah, yeah.
0: To make you make a choice yeah. or to influence your choice. Because if we're saying that a crime of passion does not have as much agency as a calculated crime. Because the crime of passion and your emotions, your emotions took over. So then if I can affect your emotions, I am influencing your agency. Mm-hmm. Right? and And that's how demagogues work. Right? So when we have the president who's saying, okay, we are, we are pulling out of the Paris Agreement. Why is he saying that? What are possible reasons? He could be saying, rationally speaking, there's no benefit to this. I don't think anyone, at least on the left, will say that's why he's doing this. Why, well, what would be possible reasons? I don't remember. But for what? To look, look like he had To whom? To whom? To uh, his Probably. constituents. To his base, yeah. right? He is showing his base that we are America, we do whatever we want, right? And I've got your back. So he, when he's when he's pulling out of the, you know, the, the Paris Agreement, he doesn't care what the worst of the world says. What he's caring about are the people who voted for him, okay? which, unfortunately, this president are his potential customers in his businesses, right? And yeah, and it's all an expression of agency. Okay. Continue.
1: Agency also has a theatrical context. Here the professional actor tries to set herself aside and inhabit the somatic world of her character, her gestures, passions, and desires. Okay,
0: so explain this. So this book uh, came out in 2003, so this is before social media. I think Facebook just gets invented right around this time. So no Twitter, no Instagram, no Snapchat. So, agency also has a theatrical context. I think that's absolutely true of the current president, and it's equally true of the previous president, and it's equally true of the president before that. I would say it's true of all the presidents of my lifetime, at least starting with Jimmy Carter, and more so with each succeeding president. Because how was... uh, Reagan, I don't remember as much, because I was still kind of a kid then. Uh, But Bush, number one, you know, was really presented himself as a man who was completely loyal to America. He was a war hero, right? Um, And then he had, like, every single position um, in the government structure. I mean, vice president, and before that he was, like, a director of the CIA, before that he was this, before that he was that. Um, And his brand was someone who was super loyal to America. What would you say, and I'm asking you guys this, um, because you guys would have been at, when were you guys born? Ninety. Okay, so you guys have a memory of Clinton being president. Yeah. So what was Clinton's brand back then? Uh, Not what is it today, but what was it back then?
1: He was sort of the... I want to say he was sort of like this affable, yet intelligent type of guy where he could could play both of those sort of roles. Okay. those, Those sort of... Stratum of society both that I make could play because you know, you had him being like the the economic sort of genius okay. and you know, doing all these trade deals, but then you also had him, you know, the saxophone player, the baby kisser, mm-hmm. you know, like And how did he talk? And very aushicsy, you know, yes, know what I'm exactly, saying? Very right. southern southern jaw. Right. And he's so he's
0: talking you know, like he'll say, Hey y'all, we gotta do blah 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 yeah. right. It's but the economy he's also, stupid, you know. But that, that wasn't him, that was uh, his guy. Oh, um, I thought he's but that. but it was that era. Yeah. But um you know, and that crowd—he'll never mention that he's a road scholar, married to a road scholar, Yeah. right? And and so part of his brand, his method is that he's appealing to every every group, yeah. right? And and even back then, he was called the first black president. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if he self-identified or someone called him the first black president, but yeah. But um, but what else is he? What else was really part of his brand? We're taking America now to the next level, right? Which then Obama totally lifted, right? Um, so then who was him? Okay, what about uh, Bush too? What was his brand? Not from the critical perspective. What was, was
2: his brand? He was just like a, a, a people. Person. Even more, especially so Clinton. Yeah, he was yeah. So relatable. Like, yeah. I'm just down to earth.
1: Like, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, you know I'm, I'm very hokey. I make mistakes all the time. Yeah. You I'm know, gonna,
2: but I'm going to protect America. And
0: I'm going to protect America. I'm, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. Yeah. yeah. Which is what my predecessor would not do. Yeah. yeah? And I'm gonna do what needs to be done.
1: Yeah. Also, I have like a, I have a certain sort of, uh, sort of faith-based reasoning for doing a lot of these things. Yeah, that's a very very important part of this. Where like I think with Clinton you didn't have that. Where Bush very much like I'm doing this because I feel God wants me to go to Iraq. Yeah. That his
0: father didn't have. No, no, his father's
1: very seen as very cold, and you know, Yeah. yeah. So he was just yeah, like, and I think he also played off of that. Like, counter, being the counter to his father mm-hmm. as well, where mm-hmm. his father was, like, Yale, but he got in on mm-hmm. or whatever, but he kind of, you know... Yeah. I took coke at Yale, but here mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, and
0: here I am. Uh, what I'm not going to mention is I'm from one of the most elite families in the whole history of this country. Yeah. My father was a president. His father was a senator, right? Um, and I think his father uh, was also something big. Also, the,
1: the Texas thing where, you know, your yeah. family's actually from, like, yeah, the Northeast. northeast yeah, yeah, but the, they're, they're Texas. They're yeah, but now South. you're East. all of a sudden Texas. Like, how uh-huh. does that work? Like, yeah, that that's always... another really, really important point.
0: Yeah, that's,
2: that's insane because he is literally from like the upper crust. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, he's like, from which, like, yeah, he's like, from the sons and daughters of the American uh-huh. Revolution. Like, yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. the like philosophy. the Mayflower. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh-huh. he's like, I'm a Texan. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with Texas.
1: Yeah. What was Obama's brand? Obama's brand is also like, I think. He definitely played, I think, on, I think ta Coach talks about this, right? Because he was black, he had to over-exaggerate, uh, or not over exa over-emphasize his credentials. Because he was like, mm-hmm. you know, America wasn't gonna, you know, like, if you conversed with Donald Trump, where Donald Trump had no experience whatsoever, but he got in simply because, you know, hey, I'm a rich white guy, mm-hmm. therefore I must be successful. But Obama was like, you know, hey, you should elect me. These are my qualifications. I don't think he did that. I think what Tanahaski Kosa actually said was something different. ta oh.
0: Tanahaski Kosa is saying if you look at all the places where Trump voted where people voted for Trump, Yeah. who in the previous elections voted for Obama, mm-hmm. a difference was and they didn't vote for, for Hillary Clinton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that uh, Obama had to be absolutely perfect. Harvard educated, yeah, completely clean. Yeah. And, and Trump could be the most abrasive, filthy man ever. Yeah. And the same person could actually consider voting for both of those. Because mm-hmm. if Obama was like Trump, there's no way those audi- those crowds would vote. Uh, yeah. he, uh, but I that would say I would say that'd be. The, but you say Obama the, didn't
1: do that overly. He, yeah, he
2: wasn't right. like it was like there was no stain on him, right? So was, part of
0: it is he's presenting himself as completely clean.
1: Right. He's so. also a mis- he was also messiah a, figure, I think.
2: He, he, he was seen that. as like so he wasn't seen as this guy who's like, sorry, always wanted to be like. You know that new biography came out, and it's very like.
0: Okay, you guys are talking about how he's seen. I'm saying, what is he showing?
1: That's what I I'm think. Saying. I think one thing for sure, he definitely showed. Um, you know, I think he's trying to sort of relate to America as is. Uh, you know, like what you said about take Clinton taking it to a mm-hmm. new place, like Obama, like definitely lived to that. And one of the ways he did you that know, was was via his background.
0: So what is he doing? So now he is taking America the global outlook yeah that we're like right? this sort
1: of yeah. almost post-racial you yeah. know like hey my dad's from kenya i yeah. was raised by an indonesian muslim lived mm-hmm. in hawaii yeah you know uh california educated you know mm-hmm. that american university type mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. right and so yeah, i don't think
0: he talks very much about
1: the education part
0: or all those things but no i meant like his like father the, he does yeah, his like, father and all that yeah like i, I just
1: meant like if you look at that image of his his being from there, you know, the California scene is a lot more... He, he reaffirms, yeah. like, American exceptionalism.
0: Yeah, he does right? how? Ex- well, explain what is American exceptionalism and explain I how. I can't
2: explain that. So, like, <laughs> that he's basically... He, he always talks about how, like, America is great, mm-hmm. right? And how, in, in the but not in the way, and maybe similar to the way Trump does, but he's like, America's great. We have the potential to overcome every obstacle mm-hmm. that we've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. This is no different. So, right? so he's
0: know. basically saying uh, America is a unique society in the entire history of the world. Yeah. Right, and I am proof that it can. It is even unique in this global stage. I'm a product of the whole world, and I'm America first. All right. Yeah.
1: Could you say? Uh did you make the case that he was probably the most secular president in that sense of... You know, like, this sort of secular prophet where we were talking about this... Uh, what is it? What is secularism? Is like this sort of project-making... What what's the term he used? Where there's this, like, you know, we're, we we got to improve on humanity... Okay. You know, to get to a certain point. Okay. And so Obama... Progress, def- yeah. So I think Obama definitely sold that as well, right? Uh-huh. Like, this... Like, we can, you know, just get past all these things. We have, like, the... You know, the innateness. It's something in us that will allow us to transcend all Mm -hmm. of these disparate, you know, natures of ourselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. become, like, this, you know, that's why you have hope, right? Like, where I think, like, I don't know if any other president necessarily did that or any other world leader did that. But I'm lost with your point about, like, secular... Like, I meant, like, you know, this is this sort of, like, secularism's goal, like, the end sort of goal, right, I think when he was in the book he talks about it is to sort of, you know, overcome these sort of differences that humanity has mm-hmm. because of you know faith okay, so
0: so so forget the terminology but this idea yeah. of uh, I am connected to every single one of you. Yeah. I have every single one of you as a piece within me. Yeah, like right? progress
1: making, or that. Like and I, then that a, is progress, yeah, right? Like, yeah. So I think Obama definitely did that, where, or that's what he aspired <laughs> that's to his do.
0: Br- no, 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 no. Yeah. That's his brand. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's
1: what I mean. Like, I'm not saying like he yeah. did. He was able to be successful. Right? No, 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 no. Okay, forget successful right. stuff. That what he was that,
2: do. That's what. That was. His that's thing. how you
0: project himself. That's his package that he's selling to you. Yeah. That's right? his campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is the market. That is the person he's 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 marketing himself as. So you vote for him. So you buy his book. So you get excited when he speaks. Yeah. Right. And so, so, uh, so the point being that um, he is saying that um, America now is all kinds of different people. Yeah. You know, because remember that was his speech um, in 2004 when Kerry was running for uh, yeah. president. And he, had, mention, right? and he had yeah. a keynote speech. He says, you know, there's, there's gay Republicans, and there's religious Democrats, and it's not a blue America, it's not a red America, it's uh, the United States of America, yeah. right? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, greatest thing ever, right? That's how he was, and, like, anointed. Yeah, and, and so, um, and part of the reason why Muslims love him so much is that he is basically saying, I'm also a piece of you, yeah. right? I get you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I therefore, you me. are also yeah. this. You are also. Like,
2: I can talk to you in those patronage. Yeah, <laughs> <I can wait laughs>
0: but, to... but that's that's what he to... does. I mean, the, then the actual in practice, Obama will be something different than the market. Yeah. Right. The costume.
1: The actual Obama seems to be like the dad figure, almost like it's to certain communities, you know, where he's just like, where like, hey, this is the hope, whatever. But hey, you all need to do this in order to get to this level. Okay, but that's
0: not the brand. No, the, no, 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 no. No, I mean, the brand, I'd say he's more of the brother figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm thinking, like, in
2: real life, when, you know, he, when he had... That campaign was... It was genius. It was genius. Yeah. Like, it was so... And then, like... And then... And you had celebrities. You had people making music videos. Yeah. People didn't do... Like, I've never seen that done for anyone It, else, it was
0: literally like, exactly Clinton. Yeah. And I even wonder if, you know, if Hillary Clinton's team... Thought you know this is the campaign we were gonna do yeah because uh, that's what made you know Bill Clinton blow through everyone yeah and then Obama totally lifted his team it. What's interesting
2: is Clinton it. Hillary Clinton didn't have
1: she did not sell that same. Well,
0: brand. let's get to that in a second. What's tr- uh, What were you gonna say?
1: No, I was, I was going off with like that Obama thing. How you said he sort of I'm part. Everyone is part of me. I'm part of everyone. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because I remember now I'm into like graphic design and stuff, mm-hmm. and I read up on like you know, logos and things, so I remember that they did...
0: Go through that book, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so they do, they always do... They always go into... There's a couple blogs read and one of them, they went into this whole... They had designers, like, talk about, like, different, you know, the presidential campaigns and their logos, and, you know, they kind of... They mm-hmm. rate them and stuff. And I remember when Obama's Like, so many people loved Obama's, right? Because, one, it was very simple. Yeah. And the, one of the very, very interesting uh, aspects of his was so many different people from so many different backgrounds and groups, could make their own version of his logo. Their interpretation. Yeah. So, yeah. like, like you know, so you'd have the Native Americans. There was, like, some Native American design on top. His mm-hmm. logo was, east, but it was, like, Obama, but, hey, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hawaiians for Obama, mm-hmm. you know, Filipino immigrants, you know, like, African Americans, mm-hmm. whatever. But that logo, the logos, the essence was the same. Mm-hmm. But it was the costume changed, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Okay. Now what's Trump's brand?
1: Oh,
2: uh, he's like, I'm here fighting for people, for you who's, like, forgotten. hmm
0: What else? Also for...
2: And I know, like, how the elites work. Mm-hmm. And I'm That's gonna, part of it also, too. I, I'm gonna like, I'm strong stronger mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. for you.
0: Like- Which means what? He's saying, like Clinton, I'm just a regular guy, just like you. Yeah. Right? I'm a regular guy. I wear this hat, just like you. And and the American way is this is what we are, rude, uncouth, and take it or leave it, this is what we are. And we're not afraid of being ourselves. Right? That's also part of his brand. You're know, you about to say something? Yeah. It
1: it also seems that he, he projects projects on like onto society like him his role is sort of like this uh what's the word? Sort of like this anti-hero type messianic figure, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like... So, yeah. It's okay. like, hey, this country's gone so bad, I gotta do something about it. Yeah. Because I'm personally successful. And yeah, this I, is an important part right here. Like, that... But even though I might have all of these sort of very dark things that other presidents didn't have in their... And he doesn't of,
0: acknowledge those. He doesn't even, you know...
1: The no, most will say, oh, like this is locker room talk. Yeah, like, it's... Well, so he,
0: he didn't even say I did anything but, wrong.
1: Yeah, like, but he's very, like, I think he's... He like the the fact that he doesn't acknowledge it is very much like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter my background and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. I am just like fed up, and I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm taking on this responsibility to get us back to some mm-hmm. imagined past. So you so know.
0: built into what you're saying that's it's very much uh, part of his brand yeah. is. I actually do all this other work. Yeah. But I gotta stop doing all that stuff yeah, yeah, because yeah. the ship is sinking, and I gotta get away. You know, I even have to put my stuff on hold yeah, yeah. to to save us. Like right? it's as Not very like yeah, us. exactly.
1: Like this all, so it gives us the gives the sense of like I'm doing this as a favor to you guys. Mm-hmm. Like no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm doing
0: this as a favor to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. or even better words, I'm doing this as an obligation to us.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's probably why the military and all that. Okay, uh-huh. yeah,
0: okay. okay. so what's what was Hillary's brand? In the presidential election, because her brand is interesting, because her brand when she ran for senator of New York was different. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say her brand when she ran for senator of New York, uh, a big part of it was this is ro- shortly after the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, and so part of it is that she's this this loyal wife who's been betrayed, right, and she's still going to persist, right, and she's still going to do whatever, right, to 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 serve and such. What well, was her brand in the election? in this presidential she election, was just like, this one.
2: I felt like it was like, I'm presidential. I have these, like... Go further. I'm qualified. I have these experiences, and I know what decisions to, like, sort of make.
0: So that part, um, we would say she uh, that see she, uh, part of her brand is, okay, I've seen all of the nitty-gritty of D.C. I know how it works, and I have 30 years of dedicating myself to this. Mm-hmm. What else? What else is part of her brand? I
1: think it's also... Counter to that original one you were talking about, where like she's sort of like the good wife who like bore all of these sort of indiscretions against her, where now she sort of presents herself, I may mean, not even counter, but now she's like, hey, uh, like I don't know, like it just seems a lot more like calculating and, and hey, that's that's know, not brand, you no, know? it's hey,
2: brand was like, I'm gonna be, uh. I am gonna be like I'm gonna break a glass ceiling for women. Okay, so Maybe. a big part of it yeah.
0: is that I'm doing this for us women. Yeah. I'm doing this for our daughters in the way my grandmother our um, grandmothers yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fulfill the vision that our grandmothers had for our children. Yeah. For our daughters especially. What else? Yeah.
1: She also I think tried to I don't know how successful it was, but tried to play off of the whole you know, I'm just this girl from Park Ridge. So
0: there's there's that. She used to actually do that more in previous campaigns. Yeah. Um she didn't do that as much here, yeah. but it was there it was a little there. bit. Meaning all of them try to try to present themselves as I'm not elite. Yeah. Right. And I'd say another big aspect related to all this is that I'm a mom. Yeah. Right? You know? Uh, I'm a mom and you know I'm a grandmother myself. Right? And so that's a big part of, of her outlook. Yeah.
1: Also I don't know if this would Brand either, but she also tried to sort of characterize herself as sort of more softer than she's mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. in general sorts of society. Uh, like where it goes against like this savvy politician, right? Where I'm just, no, no, I'm no, no, affable no, 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 too. I don't know if it was successful. She did, so she, uh,
0: she did that actually more, I think, in the 2008 campaign when she's right. running against Obama. Because mm-hmm. there, when she's running against Obama, she has this interview where she starts crying, right? and you know like how passionate she is about all these things it makes me cry uh-huh. which was a huge huge uh, moment because women crying publicly in american society is looked at as a horrible thing can't you control your emotions when men cry publicly it's looked at as wow look at that he's crying Well <laughs>
2: yeah. <Right? laughs> yeah when barack obama cried when the someone died i forget the kids died. Oh, was I it new like the, the Sandy Hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah might have yeah. been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So he, cried then, he cried when he thanked his uh, campaign. That was the first time he ever cried. Probably. Okay, and
0: we noted like, it like I that. Never I that. And and <laughs> yeah. so related yeah. to all this. All of it, one hundred percent of it is theater. None of it is that real person. Hmm. Okay, just as every model you see a photo of a supermodel, she doesn't look like that. She's airbrushed, right? Oh, airbrush. And I'm saying,
2: you think he wasn't crying for real?
0: No, i physically he's crying, but I mean, but a, so, an acting one one class will teach you how to cry on command, mm, right? I'm right. saying that it's uh, it's one hundred percent performance with an intention to get you to feel something, mm. you know, feels give uh, you feel something great about him, but it's all a package, a design Politics, package. Essentially, so. someone
1: described. I remember reading an article about uh, the British uh, elections that are about to go on, and someone described politicians as. Very unlikely people were trying to get people to like, that. yeah, I mean, that's a really good line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and and also, like, I mean, Trump is kind of a variation of Ronald Reagan because Ronald Reagan he was a movie star, right? And what his most famous role was as who's that Newt, Notre Dame act, uh, athlete, Newt Rockney. So Newt Romney is this all-American athlete, and then he dies of like cancer or something. And his last line is like "win-win for the Gipper," right? And so Notre Dame is looked at as this big all-American school, right, mm-hmm. full of its own patri- uh, patriotism. But he's a media star. Reagan is right. I and mean, Trump is a media star. Yeah. And we already have in our society the appeal for someone, you know, if they're a media star, there's something special about them. You know? And I'm saying all of this is package none of it is real. Meaning, don't think any aspect of any of those characters reflects the real person. I think, you like the most recent thing, like that Trump tweet, that co-COV, F-E-F-E, I even think that was 100% calculated. right? I think every tweet you see from him, (coughs) he's totally playing the country like a fiddle. (coughs) Excuse me. And I even think that I wouldn't be surprised... If this whole Russian uh, intervention thing is also a complete bogus story invented by his own people, right? Um, Get you to think he's uh, on the payroll of the Russians, get you to think he's just insane, get you to think he's stupid. And you guys all focus on that stuff, and I'm going to be free to do whatever it is I want.
1: Yeah, like all this business stuff that his sons and all
0: these people are doing. I mean, so even like there's the big stories about Jared Kushner meeting with, with Russians and stuff. I mean, I'm sure that can be factually proved, but I'm saying uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these stories are being leaked by his team to, you know, get us to think a particular way about it. You know, that's how the stuff works. You, know, you even control the leaks um, uh, about, you pretend that they're leaks, but it's all calculated. Especially
1: when you're up at the top like that. Yeah.
0: So, and so much is at stake. Okay, we, uh, let's stop here. What page are we on? 75. Um, oh, uh, bottom right. page 75, yeah. Yeah, the actor's agencies. is you know, Yeah, so, and then we'll connect to uh, how does that relate to, uh, how does that relate to modernity and secularity and such. Oh, her action is not... So, bottom page 75. The actor's
1: agency
0: not in the actions of the world. All right. Subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, nashhadu wa ilaha illa anta, nastaghfirika, natubi ilaykh, wa akhirat da'awana, and alhamdulillah, ira bilalameen.